Ooh. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast Rooted, where I, Alicia, and some occasional guests share stories, advice, and dive into how the Bible and God's Word can apply to our everyday lives. Everyone is welcome, so thank you for joining. Hi guys, this morning I'm with a guest. <laughs> My first guest, I'm with Connie. So Connie, introduce yourselves. Hey! Um, so I'm Connie, I'm a first year student at Nottingham Trent, mm-hmm. I'm studying business which is exciting, um, I've been a Christian since I was little, growing up in a Christian family home, so yeah, that's who I am. That's so cool, yeah. that's so cool. Um, what is your favourite Bible verse of all time? Or your favourite like little Pinterest quote that kind of motivates mm. you? So, love never fails. Mm. That is my go-to. I, I love literally that. want it tattooed. Back home, my mum's got it on my stairs. We've got love never fails on each step. It's the, the Corinthians 30s, oh. all the different ones up the stairs. As you walk down the stairs, she's got it. It's really lovely. I really want it tattooed, but I'm just deciding where. <laughs> we'll figure, we'll find, we'll find somewhere <laughs> soon. <laughs> Amazing. So, today we're going to talk about shame and self-esteem. Um, and I think just one of, it's just one of the things that's, I think, really applicable. Yeah. The things that I think both of me, me and you have struggled with quite oh, yeah. a bit. Um, shame is always a really difficult one when it comes to Christianity. I feel, I feel like a lot of people have misconceptions that yeah, the definitely. Bible is a thing that brings shame. Because it's something How do you that deal with it. Like I, I, literally one of the first conversations we had was about shame, and I, yeah. as soon as you said it to me, you were like, Connie, you're not meant to feel shame. That's from yeah. the devil. I was thinking, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is from the devil, and it's not from God. It was just a guilty, like, overwhelming feeling, and then I thought, hang on a sec, God isn't make like trying to make us feel like a horrible. Yeah person who's done all of this wrong he just wants to love us and it was just so easy to think about once he'd said it I was like oh yeah it might it definitely is the devil that's bringing those feelings yeah 100% and I think it is difficult when you have misconceptions about the bible or you know or you know we're we're blessed to know God is this personal God who wants to know us yeah but for people who just see God as this man up in the sky who controls it does make sense that shame comes from yeah. him because he's telling us what we can and cannot do. Yeah. But the truth is that God says we have free will mm-hmm. to choose to live a life with him, to choose to believe in yeah. a relationship with him. But ultimately, the sacrifice he made when he came as Jesus... And given us grace. He gave us grace and died on that cross like people say imagine you know when he's got his arms spread out wide to imagine that from his like fingers to his like other hand that being a bridge yeah and actually he bridged the gap in between sin and salvation Mm -hmm. and actually like he made that accessible for us to be able to you know witness yeah that there doesn't need to be that separation anymore and that shame doesn't come from him actually he came to save us from that um and connie's just going to read romans 8 um verse 
one, two, two. Fab. <clears throat> so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus Christ. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Amazing. Fab. That's so cool. I love it. There's like no condemnation. It's just, it's a, it's a great thing knowing you can always go back to God. God's always just going to be there. And I just, it's something so warm and comforting, like just knowing that he's there. And even when you're far from him. Exactly. Like you just know in the back of your head, like if you're far from him. Let's say, for example, like relationships with fathers it's yeah. a, and parents just in general. It's such a tricky thing not knowing whether, you know, if you do something wrong, will they be open and can you talk to them? But you don't even have to worry about that no, with God. Exactly. And I just Googled the definition of condemnation. It's the expression of a very strong disapproval. Like, what of that screams Jesus? Like, what about strong disapproval? It says it's anything to do with God. Like, mm. that is not within the character of God. I love that verse. You know, it's so good. And it says, so now there is no condemnation. I love, like, the now means there had to have been a change. Yeah. After he came. Yeah. Like, after he bridged the gap, now we have no condemnation because he chose to, to come on this earth to say that we don't have to live like that anymore. And there's this woman called Abby Stumble, and she amazingly define the difference between guilt and shame and I'm pretty sure you can access it on Google but mm. I absolutely love it so well. um, but she just said guilt is feeling as if you've done something wrong shame says I am something wrong so true like guilt says what you did was wrong yeah. mm -hmm. shame says you are something wrong mm. and actually when we're living in shame it's not just a fleeting, embarrassing yeah. feeling. It doesn't go. No, it Stuck. just doesn't go. It stays with you. It speaks lies over you. Like, but we were never meant to live in shame. Yeah. And I think I said this to you, but Jesus came once. Yeah. Knowing he wouldn't have to come again. Like, he was like, oh, I'll come now, and then I'll come again later if they sin too much, that, you know, yeah. this power doesn't cover quite that much. Like, he came he once knowing that it was enough to cover yeah. everything we'll ever do, everything we've done, everything we will do, and everything that is to come. And, like, he chose to say, I put up with your mess. Mm. I think it's... I, I think the thing with shame is, is that people are quite uncomfortable to speak about it because when you mention shame, you then go into personal stories yeah. of, like... Well, when have you felt shame? Well, oh. Uh, and people don't aren't open about it, but I think something we have to do with the upcoming generation that are going to be speaking over, you didn't, like leading youth groups, yeah. we have to talk about shame um, because otherwise people think, oh, is this feeling normal? Like, should I be feeling like this? And it's kind of like the right thing to do to feel a bit of shame just so yeah. you get yourself in the right place with God. But that's not how it should be. No, it should exactly. be, you should just feel overwhelming love. Even when you've done something wrong, that's who God is. Yeah. But it's not spoken about enough, I, I don't think. No, not at all. And I think it's this thing of 
misconception you have to be perfect before you become a Christian. So true. And I've spoken to so many people and they were like, oh, I've got some stuff <clears> to, <throat> to sort out before I go to church or, or maybe I'm not the right person to, you know, visit church yeah. with you or, oh, I, I can't pray because, you know, I might... <laughs> There's that joke of, I might, oh, I might burn up. Yeah. You know, but like. <laughs> as soon as I walk through the doors, I'm on fire. <laughs> and people joke about it, but it's yeah. true. People genuinely believe. And I, that's society as well. Well, that's the same with me. I, I saw the baptisms happening at church and I thought, I really want to get baptised, but I just don't think it's the right time. Mm. Like, Connie, what is the right time? Mm. And that's why I've said, as soon as the next baptism service is on, I'm doing it. I don't Amazing. have to be blooming perfect. No. I don't have to be a scholar in the Bible. I don't even know no. what I'm chatting about. But I don't... No, I but don't... you haven't got to be perfect. That's why Jesus came. And it's the thing called... Exactly. Like, it's about what your heart is. Yeah. Like, if your heart is in the right place to say, do you know what I believe? I believe there's something more to life than this. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a lyric by Lecrae, mm-hmm. the Christian rapper, and it's the master artist makes your mess a masterpiece regardless. Mm, I love that. I'm getting that painted on my wall as a mural when <laughs> I have my own home, honestly. Say it again. So good. The master artist makes your mess a masterpiece regardless. Mm. I love it. I really, really love it. Yeah. So no matter what, like, our mess... It's like a mosaic piece. Mm. All the little broken shards of glass. Oh, I love that image. Yeah. That's so cool. All of like the crappy bits which we just think are just worthless that are gonna go in the recycling. They make a gorgeous piece of art, which I like to think about. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's so cool. And I think like, shame for me, like when we're talking about it, it says like, it's something wrong with you. I know personally, like, that's not just a fleeting comment. It stopped me from reading my Bible for weeks. Yeah. Like, shame of, like, I could be very honest, like, when I was in school, shame of drinking, mm-hmm. shame of getting with guys, shame mm-hmm. of questioning my sexuality, yeah. shame of, you know, not being the person who was meant to turn up at church shame of smoking like mm-hmm. there was so much shame that attacked who i was yeah that said you're so unworthy i don't think it, I, th- I think it's like the same with like having friends in the church like, i'm very lucky to be friends with you because i can tell you things and be vulnerable mm. if i told someone like who had not properly like gotten close with or able to be vulnerable with like oh i did this like, i'm feeling a bit of shame about it they'd probably be like oh that is bad like, I, I feel like sometimes in the church people aren't able to be as vulnerable but, but I think we can change that like as a yeah. as a generation if we speak out and go you know what yeah I made that mistake yeah I tried that but what are you doing to move forward yeah sort of thing like and choosing how to live your life but obviously mistakes are made but I think having friends who you can stay accountable to is a part of it which I think is really helpful and I think even reciting that verse like so now there is no more condemnation for those who belong in Jesus Christ like every morning no matter what happened the night before Mm -hmm. or two weeks ago or whoever's house you ended up waking up in the night before but like it's it's saying so now there is no condemnation for those who belong in Christ Mm -hmm. but it says 
for those who belong in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. For you to have no condemnation, you have to know Jesus that you belong yeah. in Jesus Christ. Unbeliever. So when we're talking about shame being rooted in our identity, it attacks our very being. It says there's something wrong with me. But who are we? Exactly, and if we don't know that. And if you don't know what your identity, like I know shame has got me, still gets me today, but definitely hit me more when I didn't know who it was. Mm. Definitely hit me when I did not know that I belonged to Jesus Christ. And it's fine when you're going out with your friends and you're having fun, but when you have those moments when you're laying in bed or you wake up and you don't know who you're blooming lying next to or yeah. you've woke up somewhere else and you're thinking, oh gosh. Like, those are the times where you actually cry out to God and, like, think, what have I done? Like, I can't make this mistake again. But I think those are the times where you don't know yourself because you wouldn't... You, well, I don't really know how to explain it. Mm. Like, those are the times where you're finding yourself but you're not finding yourself in God's in God's identity, yeah. I would say. Um, yeah, but and I think it, society does... It encourages experimentation yeah you know it encourages if well if you haven't tried it then how will you ever know especially uni culture yeah i don't think i've been that there's so much temptation and you don't even think it like it's ridiculous but i guess sometimes i think everyone falls down into a pit mm. i think everyone does at some point in the, your life but when you hit rock bottom you can only go up can't you yeah i think but yeah, you just got to know. But I think every time I've been in a situation where I felt shame, I've always known in the back of my head, God, mm. I know you're there. Like, and I know you, mm. and I know you're calling out to me. But sometimes I'm like, not right now, no. not right now. Just wait a minute. I just want to have some fun, and then I'll come back to yeah. you. But that's just not right. No. And I think I've realised that not, a, few, not, a few times. Yeah, and it's not wrong because you're wrong. Yeah. It's just not good for you. Yeah. You know, you you learn to know what's good for your body and what you eat and how you... Like, you you would know if you're malnourished. Yeah. But are we checking in with how malnourished our spiritual bodies are or exactly. our relationship with Jesus? And it's difficult to guide. It's difficult to figure out where, where on earth we stand. But it's... It is one of those things where, you know, these rules and regulations I've said in a previous podcast are not to condemn us. No. They're not to say you can't do this. Mm-hmm. It's to protect you. Exactly. It's not stood out of a, an unkind way. Well, no. an unkind heart from God. I, I just love it. I just love knowing that, realising that, oh, it's not just a book of rules. It's mm. not. It's things that would help us in the future, like... No sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. There's so many factors to that, which is just is is really important. Which is some things, some people like I find hard to get to grips with, yeah. but knowing God's thoughts behind it and reasons, it's like well, it doesn't say it for no reason. <laughs> it's not yeah. saying it's to be a party pooper, but yeah. I also think shame can come through like upbringing mm. and like being told not to do something a billion times. 
and then doing it but like your parents might be saying out of good but like sometimes they don't tell you like what to do what not to do but just kind of I'm trying to think of an example like oh like Connie you're not allowed a boyfriend mm. until you're 16 okay dad I'm really annoyed at that so I rebelled <laughs> I was 14 yeah. I got myself in sticky situations but I couldn't tell anyone because at my church I was so young mm. like if I told them certain things they'd be like oh we need to speak to your parents or they'd tell their parents mm. and you just deal with this internal shame that you just you can't even vocalise and I think yeah. as you grow up you have to surround yourself with people who you can be vulnerable with yeah. otherwise they'll eat you alive and you it is just like living a double life yeah it is and that's like we were saying you know like shame lives in darkness yeah you know there's a bible verse and i'm quoting bible verses that i'm not actually referencing left right and center but <laughs> it just says you know shame like the truth will set you free yeah. you know shame does not thrive in light like when I tell you stuff I've dealt with shame before mm-hmm. takes the shame away because it's Straight not my dirty little secret anymore Yeah, it's, it's not my dirty little light. dance with the devil anymore it's in the light and when you speak something out yes it's going to be painful yes it's going to be embarrassing sometimes yeah. but <laughs> When you say it out loud, you realise just how much more you're worth than that. How much more you're worth than the thoughts in your mind that say, that's all you're worth. Yeah. That's all you're worth. And you've got to speak about these things. You've got to, in your own time, when you're ready. Because I can completely understand there's some things, some topics that people aren't ready to speak about either. Yeah. There's some stories of shame that people will hold for years. Um, And that comes no matter what it was. You know, you've got to be ready also to bring it to the light. Mm -hmm. But I know shame thrives in darkness, but can't survive in light. You know, and it's, it's one of those things. It's difficult to reach out and to speak about these things, but it is important. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just going to read this devotion, then we'll end on a psalm. Um, but this devotion is on image and self-esteem. When God first created humankind, we were all made in his image. And we, and he said that we were very good. In fact, the Bible tells us a lot about who we really are. We are his sons and daughters. We are his friends. We are loved utterly and completely, no matter what we do. In God's view, we do not need to do anything else to be loved. He accepts us as we are. As we get to know him, he will help us understand who we truly are. And I just think that's so, so true. And it also just says, like, invest time. Get to know what God says about you. And I think Psalm 39 sums it up. I'm going to read verse 1 to verse 16 says, Lord, you have tested me, so you know all about me. You know when I sit down and when I get up. You know my thoughts from far away. You know where I go and where I lie down. You know everything I do. Lord, you know what I want to say even before the words leave my mouth. You are all around me, in front of me and behind me. 
I feel your hand on my shoulder. I'm amazed at what you know. Is it too much for me to understand? Your spirit is wherever I go and I cannot escape your presence. If I go up to heaven, you will be there. If I go down to the place of death, you will be there. If I go east where the sun rise or go to live in the west beyond the sea, or even there, will you take my hand and lead me? Your strong right hand will protect me. Suppose I wanted to hide from you and said, surely the darkness will hide me and the day will change to night and cover me. Even the darkness is not dark to you and the night is as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. If you form me the way I think I feel, you put me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because you made me in such a wonderful way. I know how amazing it was. And you could see my bones grow as my body took shape, hidden in my mother's womb. You could see my body grow each passing day. You listed all my parts and not one of them were missing. And to me, that just screams a personal God. I love that. You know, when you were saying, like, he died for all of us, seven billion of us on this mm-hmm. earth. Yes, he died for every single one of us. But my friend told me, you know, when you see God, arms mm-hmm. stretched on that cross, he didn't just die for the earth in general. Mm-hmm. He died looking at your face in his mind. Yeah. He's a personal God. And we're made literally in his image. I love that. Mm-hmm. I literally, like, we were... He just knew exactly what our bone structure was going to be like. Mm. If we were going to have broad shoulders or yeah. cute little shoulders. Like, it's just so good. It yeah. really gets me, like, yeah. excited. So, like, when we have kids, God's yeah. literally already put his hand on us. Yeah. Oh, 100%. mate. And it's important to remember who wrote this. Yeah. You know, this is David's Psalms. Yeah. And David, you know, when it says, I know that full well, mm-hmm. that you made me. Actually, he didn't always know that full well. You know, when Samuel went to go to Jesse and said, where are all your sons? He said, nah, you don't want David. He's just a shepherd. You know, but he was the king. God knew that he was the king. That was his identity. But Samuel's like, ah, no, no, no. You don't want him. He doesn't know best. But he doesn't know best. And actually, David went through loads of rejection. Mm-hmm. How beautiful it is that in this in this psalm it says, "I know that full well. Mm. You know me personally with a purpose." So good, and God's not even scared of the dark. I love that. No, yeah, I love that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, Connie, can you just pray this one out for us? Of course, I can. Father God, I pray that I'm just so grateful to be here with Alicia and speak on this podcast and speak into people's lives and. For everyone that's listening at home, God, I pray that you'd touch them individually. I pray I pray that if they're struggling with self-esteem issues and, and shame and feeling that horrible, horrible feeling that the devil puts on our hearts, Jesus, I pray that you will wash that away with this prayer, God. I pray that you would make those people feel so much joy because the joy of you, Lord, is our strength. And mm. I pray that you'd have them feeling just set on fire, God, with your love and so on fire for you and ready just to conquer the day, conquer the week or just have a good night's sleep at least, God, please. I pray that in your name. I pray that I pray that everyone listening right now 
if they know someone that's struggling with shame or if they've got friendships in the church or friendships at school or at work, I pray that they'd be able to be vulnerable with their friends or colleagues so that that would just open the conversation up so maybe their friends can be vulnerable with them. Because, you know, it's hard You don't when you don't know what sort of friendship level you're on. God, just give them the courage and confidence. Um, and I pray going through this week, Jesus, that you'd really have your hand on everyone's hearts and mm. you'd get that guilty, horrible, lonely feeling. And anyone who's struggling with loneliness at the moment, I pray that, God, that you would just fill that gap and help them not just, you know, go to other things to make them feel better or feel less lonely by doing certain things. God, I pray that you would fill that void. And I pray that in your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I'm just going to leave us with this little thought. It says, this psalm gives us a hope and it offers a beautiful picture of a relationship with God as it was always meant to be. Walking with God, not hiding anything from him. This relationship is back on track for anyone who believes in Jesus. So I just pray that you guys will go into your week this week knowing that your relationship is back on track with Jesus. Keep talking to him, keep talking to your friends and... Have a great week. Amen. Amen.